Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're back again and with new microphone upgrades. Uh, the, the audio quality should be a lot better and we look forward to continuing on bringing awesome, innovative Darwin identities. And uh, today is no exception. And I'll get straight into the intro, guys. What we've decided to do is uh, change the format and do the donkey of the week at the start of the the program before we get on to our special guest and uh, donkey of the week always gives the credit uh, someone deserves for being stupid or silly in the territory and uh, this donkey of the week uh, genuinely deserves it um, because you, we recently had an incident where there was a truck parked in Winelli was legally parked whether whether it was just legally parked or not it was legally parked there's a truck there and all of a sudden you see this smash by a garbage truck straight onto the parked truck. The garbage driver was not injured. He was taken to Royal Darwin Hospital, I believe, for um, just observation. But uh, how the hell are you driving your garbage truck and you do not see a stationed truck and smash straight into it? So Donkey of the Week goes to the truck driver of the garbage truck, give him the biggest hee-haw for not seeing a truck. <coughs> Today I've been invited to All Financial Services to meet a legend in the game. Uh, she's a good friend of mine. I got to know her recently through the CLP campaign and uh, she's the general manager of All Financial Services, is that right? That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome Murray Claire Boothby, better known as MC to her closer friends. So thanks for having, thanks for being here. Thank you. It's great to have my first podcast, thank you. Murray Claire, tell us a little bit about where you were born and how you ended up coming to the Territory. Okay, well, I was born in the Territory, born here in Darwin. True the, local. That's right, at the old Darwin Hospital. I won't say when, but that gives you a bit of a clue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my parents came to Darwin uh, before Cyclone Tracy, and they tell me that they wanted to move as far away from all of their family as possible. So <laughs> it was either Darwin or Perth. Um, and yeah, we've been here ever since. My sister was born a year later, and it's home. And they're still here as well. From that, where did you go to high school? So I went to Dripstone High School. So did I. Did you really? Yeah, where the drips get stoned. <laughs> I haven't heard that <laughs> one. <laughs> I, um, yeah, some of my colleagues say, oh, that Dripstone English, if I make a mistake when I've done a bit of writing. So, okay. yeah, okay. I don't know what the reputation's like, but it was a good school. Yeah. A lot of good friends from there. And then from Dripstone High School you, to the Casuarina Senior. TSC. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> aren't, we, aren't we about the same age? Yeah. <laughs> you must be a little bit younger. <laughs> I don't remember you specifically. <laughs> uh, okay, so yep, so you did your CSC and then after that did you get straight into the workforce? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually started work when I was 14, part-time, in a local jeweler's shop in the mall. I did that for a couple of hours a week on a weekend, which was very interesting. Um, found myself helping out gentlemen who were buying engagement rings for their uh, 
prospective fiancés, which right. was really interesting. Right, okay. Yeah, so then after that, uh, that was only a couple of hours a week, and I thought, oh, actually, I need a bit more money. So I went and worked for a takeaway shop in Parap. It was a local one. Yeah. I don't know if uh, you remember it. Parap Plucked? <laughs> mm. It was around for just a short while. Okay. No. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, after that, I got sick of uh, working in a hot, sweaty environment with lots of oil from all the, the chicken and chips fat. So decided to get a job in an office. Um, did that for a few years. What, what was the office? Uh, this one was called George Lawrence. It was okay. a debt collection agency. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So Can I get the details, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if they're around anymore. No. I think they were bought by some other national company. Okay. Um, so I did that for a few years and then I did a short stint out in Berrima at um, a place called Air Power, which is they sell trucks and truck yep. parts and things like that. So that was uh, interesting as well, all very different. Yeah, absolutely. And then I decided to work, I wanted to work in the city in, in an office again. So went for a job um, and got that job when I was 21. Okay, yeah. So I was very young through all this. Yeah. So you were, were haven't met Burjo then? Oh, no. Okay. That's another story. No, we're going <laughs> to that. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. Um, At 21, what 21, I started city? working yep. for a business, which is now All Financial Services. Oh, wow. Yes. So I've been with All Financial Services for nearly 20 years. Started when I was 21. Wow. And, yeah, the rest is history, if you could yeah. say that. Well, well, let's talk about that. So at 21, you, you went, went wanted to work in the city and it was called All Financial Services. Well, it was actually called the Insurance and Superannuation Shop back then. I did have a change of name just yep. after I started. Yep. Um, and there was a business of about 22 people where we did financial planning, general insurance, brokerage, yep. mortgage broking. Um, and then eventually over the years, some 20 years later, we now concentrate on financial advice wow and uh, you're the general manager of course because obviously you've been there 20 years that's right what about alex he, what's what's his role so alex brown is the ceo of yep. all financial services so he was there 20 years ago so he started the year after i started <laughs> <laughs> we actually bought not we i wasn't an owner at that time yeah but um the business bought his business and uh, so he became a partner okay. in that business and we worked together i actually had to help him integrate the staff and his clients in, into the one business so yeah him and him and i've worked together ever since and um, have a pretty good working relationship wow so tell us about how you met burjo and okay yeah, yeah. um so so you're allowed to swear on this yeah. podcast as well by the way. <laughs> i'm not sure how much detail i should give my friends would uh be cracking up right now wondering <laughs> what I'm going to divulge so the first time I met Burjo yep he was only I think 21 and I was 26 or 7 so we had a yeah we had a bit of an age gap um what are they called cougars I don't know oh. you are, I'm sure it changes names over over the that's not decades. that bad it's only four or five years yeah oh, I think it's more like six but anyway okay, <laughs> So we, when we first met, we were just um, friends and, you know, hang, hung out a fair bit. And, but we were both still pretty young and I don't think either of us really were looking for a relationship. So oh, okay. yeah. we, we just went off and did our own thing for many, many years. 
and he he was actually in the defence force, so he moved away during that time. And I think it was I'm trying to think of the exact timing, but maybe five years later, after not speaking to him or seeing him for that whole time, I just get a text out of the blue. I'm in Darwin, just wondering how you are. Uh, he knew my sister was into racehorse training, so he was asking about the horse. Yeah. And he tells me later that that was his in as to <laughs> come and catch up. Go Vito. Yeah. And he, um, him and I met up uh, at my place, just had a few drinks, watching the NRL Grand Final. And we've been together ever since. The rest is history. <laughs> that's there right. you go. The no, that's history. cool. That's cool. All right. So, um, so obviously, you know, you've helped people for many, many years with their financial assistance. Yeah. Planning. So, financial planning. Yeah. So, uh, should I go into detail about my advice? Yeah. About, just tell us a little bit. Yeah. 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 Well, my role itself as the manager, um, I don't actually meet with the clients to help them with their financial advice. Um, we have financial planners who are highly qualified with um, you know, degrees and certification to be able to do that for, for their clients. Um, however, they do need a manager to help make sure that they're doing the right thing at all times. So uh, I, I manage uh, the advisors and all the staff and make sure everything's happening and run the whole operation. You so are the glue <laughs> that sticks everyone together. You could say that. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, that's awesome. I'm going to ask you, what is the craziest thing you've ever done in the Territory? In the Territory? Yep. Oh, my goodness. That's a really hard question because I've done some what I think crazy things, but they haven't been in the Territory. Okay, um, you know what? We're going to change the question. Really? What's one of the craziest things you've ever done? Ever? Yep. Okay. Well... For me, this was crazy, and maybe others it wouldn't be, yep. but when I went to New Zealand on a holiday, I... Queenstown. Queenstown, yeah. You're probably going to know, know what I'm going to say. Um, I did the the trifecta, if you like. I did skydiving, oh, bungee jumping, and the they call it the canyon swing. Yeah, absolutely. They hang you upside <laughs> down <laughs> and basically cut the rope and off you go. That's the one, yeah. Lauren <laughs> did it with her sister together. Terrifying. Yeah. Oh, well done. Yeah. Good on you. Absolutely terrifying. I wouldn't do it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> but when I was, yeah, a bit younger, I I loved it. Absolutely oh, loved good it. Good one. That's a good one. But yeah, in the Territory, probably just, you know, swimming where we knew there were crocs. <laughs> hey, that's crazy enough. Crazy. And, and I'm not talking as an adult, probably as we were, when we were kids and a bit naive. Yeah. Yeah. When we didn't really understand... The consequences of if you do swim with crocodiles, what happens? Well, there so, you go. Okay. And goodness, nothing ever did happen. No, that's good. Knock on wood. Yeah, don't do that at <laughs> home, anyone. <laughs> All right, and um, now um, you and I have been Facebook friends, and I think I've maybe sent you a friend request years back because of Sean. Um, what's Sean's last name? Sean Osborne. Osborne, yes, because yes, of Sean. That's the, you know, you all yeah. know each other, and I like yeah. to connect with people. Yeah. But I recently got to know you. Um, yeah, running for the the seat of Blaine for the CLP recently. Yes. And I, you know, I got to know you then, and I th I think you're genuine, down to earth. You're awesome, right? Um, tell us a little bit about how you got involved with you know running for the seat of Blaine. Okay. Just before I yep. say that, can I just say I found your first Facebook message that you sent to me all those years ago, 
and you asked me for my address because you wanted to send me a present, a birthday present. I still haven't got my present, mate. <laughs> yeah, a card. I don't think I got my card. So how funny oh is that? My. Oh my. I, I said I always try to send them out. No, do you know what? I hardly miss anyone. I'm actually joking because I never responded to you. So you wouldn't have had my oh, address. Oh, <laughs> Just oh, yeah. try under the pressure. <laughs> oh, God. You're lucky. Because there was only, I think, one friend that never got it out of like 300. But I had a pretty list. No, you must have done very well. I didn't respond, but I thought it was hilarious because, yeah, if... I mean, maybe we didn't, wouldn't have got to the friendship we were if we had become friends back then. There so, you go, see. okay, so moving on to your original question, how did I yeah. get? Yes. Yeah, so you know, you've been successful in the finance um, assisting industry, yes. and then all of a sudden you, you you're going for the seat of blame. How yes. that happen? So, okay, long story <coughs> short. Sorry, long story short, uh, I. I didn't um, really follow politics very much. And so one day out of the blue, my friend, um, friend I've been friends with for a long time, texted me and said, um, is anybody interested in uh, running for a, a political position? And, you know, we're looking for somebody in Palmerston. And I thought... Well, you live in Palmerston. I live in Palmerston, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. So um, I actually thought it was really funny because... My friend is the type of person who gets involved in lots of things throughout business and the community and she's always recruiting like-minded people to come and do things with her. So I rang her saying, you are so funny. You just want all of your friends and all of your family to, um, you know, help run this, you know, the territory and run the country. And she said to me, she comes from a very good family, very good values. She said to me, and what is wrong with that? And I thought, oh my gosh, she's right. What yeah, is absolutely. wrong with that? Wise what, words. Why, why wouldn't someone who wants to raise their kids here in the Territory and want the right things, not only for their family but for others, why, wouldn't, why shouldn't I go for this? Brilliant. So from there, I, I just thought about a lot of, you know, very quickly, we didn't have much time to basically to put an application in to nominate to the party. And um, yeah, within a few days, I was pre-selected and started door knocking. Wow, just like that? Just like that. Wow. Yeah. So it was pretty much one yeah. quote from a good friend of mine who I you know, trust and I know they've got good family values yeah. that made me change my mind to say, you know what, I, sh I can do this, yeah. I should do this. And uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, let's tell our audience as well that I, th you know, I got to know you through that, that stage and we've got to know Leah and, and Ben Dawson as well and Peter Chandler and his team and one thing that I found about politicians is that they're actually really nice people and they're hard-working people not what the media makes it out to be is it that give us your side yeah on that. that's exactly what I found um, I was trying to remember a time where I had met and you know openly engaged with any politicians um, and it's it was few and far between and certainly nothing on a level where I could call him a friend. Whereas as soon as I was um, introduced to the team that were running in Palmerston in particular, so that, you know, Leah and Ben yep. and Peter. Team Palmerston. Team yep. Palmerston. They were nothing like what I thought that politicians would be like. Yeah. They were yep. normal, fun-loving, hardworking, driven, um, passionate about just doing the right thing. 
they were awesome and we ended up having a, a really good relationship not only through the campaign but we continue to do so um, just you know through the experience that yeah. we all had together during that pretty intense time and me coming in so late um, they'd also yeah. obviously been working before that but yeah we, we formed a pretty good friendship yeah absolutely and for those who are not aware um, uh, Murray Claire ended up replacing Nathan Barrett from That's the blind right. yeah yeah okay awesome there you go and uh, you know can I just say that um, you know I really hope that um, you look into it again thank you no you were awesome like you weren't the typical politician you actually really cared like a lot of them do I get it um, but I think your knowledge in helping people over the last 20 years and knowing how to control money, you just make that you tick all the boxes. So yeah. hope to see you out there again one day. Well, funny enough, uh, during the campaign itself, um, uh, some people would say to me, oh, door knocking, that's the worst thing I could ever imagine doing. But I actually enjoyed it. Yep, you know, you I go. got to meet a lot of people through that process and, and listen to what was going on out there. And it's amazing what you can pick up and, and how it can just open your mind to... You know, you might have been a little bit set in what your thoughts were originally, but once you start hearing what's going on and yep. what people are worried about and what they enjoy and what they don't, you know, there's good stories that come out of that too. Like, it's awesome people you meet. Uh, that is the bit. Yep. That is the, the best part about that whole, um, you know, the whole campaign trail, if you like. That's brilliant. But let me ask something. Like, now that, you know, it's, um, you've gone back to your normal life, if you like, What's stopping you from going back out there and door knocking again? And just <laughs> yeah. For no reason. Say, so I'm, I'm Murray Claire Boothby. Do you know, one is time restraints. I actually took six weeks off my Good position. Call. Good call. Um, to do that. And, and so I could focus on making sure I could get around the whole electorate in that time. So that's one thing. And, and I've got a young family as well. So yep. it is difficult. So you do have to make the time um, to be able to do that. The second thing is... You do feel like a bit of a deal when they say, well, why, what are you doing? Why are you at my door? You yeah. sort of feel like you're yeah, yeah. intruding. Yeah, so, absolutely. Whereas yeah. when, when um, people know that there's, a, there's an absolute reason that you need to know what's going on, or if you're a sitting member, so you've yeah. actually got a position where you, um, you, know, you can introduce yourself and say, I'm here because I need to know, yeah. and it's the person who is, rep is representing you already, then it's a much easier conversation to have. Now, that's not to say that I wouldn't do it because I think that it is still important to keep out there. And yeah. um, But maybe actually door-to-door -door and meeting strangers for the first time or, or um, because generally that happens with the turnover of people living there. Of course. There are other ways to do it, you know, just being out and about in the community and chatting to people, going to different events. Too. A few Facebook Lives. <laughs> a few Facebook Lives, yes. <laughs> all right, so with all our guests, we have a traditional set of questions that we ask them. So now we're going to ask you, if you've heard any of my past uh, podcast series, I ask the same questions. So you, you would have known about this if you listened to some, but I just realised you've got a Samsung. So unfortunately, because I'm only on iTunes, you can't download me, I don't think. So okay. we'll get work something out. Okay, are you ready? Yes. What's the, f um, what's the first thing that pops into your mind when I say financial planning? All financial services. Oh, good one. She's good at promoting. <laughs> All right, yes or no questions? Have you ever killed a crocodile? No. Have you ever lived in a donger? No. Do you know what the term long grass means? I do. Do you Have want me to explain or no? <laughs> you can. Well, yeah, what does the term long grass mean in a short sentence? 
Yeah. Well, in my interpretation of that, yep. it's someone who doesn't have a home to live in, so yep. they live um, on the land. Yeah, well done. Well, usually, very good Usually answer. in the urban areas. <laughs> have you ever heard of the Ponciana lady? I have. Oh, and what is your version of it? Okay, so my understanding is she's a ghost that hangs around East Point based on some story. I don't have the exact details of the story, but... Yeah, 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 yeah okay, awesome. Well, yeah. terrified. Yeah, yeah, it's, you should... Some of my past series, you'll hear everyone's different answers. It's quite oh, really? interesting, yeah. Um, have you ever eaten a green ant's bum? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> high five. Have you ever um, had a salty plum? Absolutely. Do you at least own two dogs? No, I do not own any dogs. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Have you ever caught a feral pig? No, I have not. Have, have you ever been in the NT News? Yes. Yeah, let's change that a little bit for you as well. I had to change that for Quentin Killian when we did oh, him. Yeah. Um, how many times have you been in the NT News in the past year? Oh, couldn't even count. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Is your beer fridge bigger than your main fridge? No, but it is at the same height. Oh, that's <laughs> it's just a tiny bit narrower. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, I'll just reiterate: every time I've asked that question, everyone has had a beer fridge. I think from their answer, this is <laughs> this is the territory. It is the territory. That's right. Have you ever chucked a sickie to go fishing? No, I have not. Oh, hard worker. Ever used gammon in a sentence? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. And last but not least, do you think it's perfectly acceptable for a man? in the territory to marry ma marry his I can't even say that word anymore <laughs> marry his buffalo and would you go to the wedding look I would go to the wedding <laughs> because you know who am I to judge on who wants to marry who but how yeah I mean the universal language of love <laughs> and all that it, but it is interesting and, and maybe I would go out of curiosity more than anything <laughs> Marie Claire Boothby, thank you so much. It's been an awesome interview. Um, if anyone wants to find you, how can they find you? Is there any details you want to give out? <laughs> oh, I think they should just go to my Facebook page. Perfect. Marie yep. Claire Boothby. Yep. Um, and of course, in all financial services, Google us. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you.